everybody. Welcome back to Tamish and Tracy, the podcast. Walking Dead is back again. The Walking Dead mid-season premiere for season nine was this Sunday, February 10th. And we are ready to talk about it. Maybe ask each other a few questions. Talk about some predictions. We've got a little bit of feedback and um, just kind of break down what's going on here. But we want to start with something a little lighter Tamish, why don't you uh, talk to the listeners a little bit about our fun and excitement a couple weeks ago? Of course. Uh, Tracy and I uh, decided that uh, we were going to go skydiving and we jumped (laughs) on the plane. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just kidding. That does not sound fun. (laughs) That is so not true. (laughs) So uh super bowl just happened here in our great state of georgia and so going on uh with super bowl was a lot of parties and tracy and tamish had the opportunity to attend uh what would be classified as a super bowl slash walking dead party and i guess when you initially hear that you probably think of people dressing up as dead football walkers but (laughs) it (laughs) it was actually um a star-studded event uh, that we had a chance to go and uh, we had a chance to walk the red carpet and while we were there be still my heart um, we got a chance to see uh, Norman Reedus he attended we actually got a chance to meet Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Greg Nicotero Uh, if you are a part of our Facebook uh, group you would have seen the pictures that uh, Tracy and I actually posted from the event. And we also had a chance to meet a football player. Um, And Tracy, would you like to tell our listeners who that was? Sure. So uh, just in regard to what Tamish just said a couple of minutes ago, um, there were walkers walking around and there were football players walking around, but the, they were, they were not football players dressed as walkers, two separate categories. The, the football players looked just fine. The walkers looked quite creepy, uh, very authentic. In fact, um, Gino and Jake, who are makeup artists for the show um, and have a long history of, of great special effects makeup, they had prepared the set of walkers that were roaming the party. And I do mean roaming. They just appeared all over the place, anywhere you turn around, they're in your face. Um, They were very quiet. They'd creep up on you and it was super cool. Um, Now, as far as football, we had a lot of fun talking to D'Angelo Williams. Now he um, is recently retired from football. He finished his career in Pittsburgh, but our special listener, Sharon uh, would definitely want us to point out that he played with the Panthers. So um, you may have seen him on Talking Dead a couple seasons ago. Um, he had a wedding. His wedding was Walking Dead themed. And he's just a super fan. We just just had a really um, animated, I guess, conversation about The Walking Dead with him because he is truly a super fan. Um, and he was a lot of fun. So we're and we he would love to be on the show. And we definitely are for that as well so team d'angelo for the walking dead whether he be a walker whatever the case may be we need to get him a spot on the show and i think i think um it you know could be a possibility from from what he had to share it's just always been a scheduling issue right tamish 
Yes, absolutely. It has been. It, that's exactly what the issue was, a scheduling issue. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, those were some, some great highlights. We did get a chance to ask Jeffrey Dean Morgan about his um, emu, Diane. Um, he recently adopted Jack and Diane. I guess Jack is a donkey, if I'm, you know, if I'm correct there. But they, um, there's a, go out there, Google it. There's this great story about how those two animals bonded and um, did not want to be separated and they needed someone to take them in and Jeffrey Dean and his wife took them in and um, she was having, Diane, the emo, was having trouble knowing what to do with the cold weather and the snow and he kept trying to get her inside, um, like shelter or barn or however they have it set up. And um, we wanted to check in with him about that. And he did assure us that she finally did come inside, that she's learning what to do. So good news for Diane. She knows how to get out of the cold from now on. So that's your update. <laughs> <laughs> so, and needless to say, while we were there at the uh, Walking Dead Super Bowl uh, type party, um, we did get a chance uh, to see Jerry. We had a chance to see him. He was there also. Um, and we got actually got a chance to sit down and, and talk with him a little bit. So all around, it was a great experience, I'd have to say. Um, and we also um, had a chance to <laughs> um, be immersed, I guess you could say, um, in experiencing whether the walkers were whisperers or not. And mm -hmm. the party happened, uh, the episode hadn't aired yet. And so we were walking around, and as they came up to you, we had to look at the back <laughs> of the heads to see if they were whispers. <laughs> yeah. And needless to say, a couple of the walkers did get Tracy and I, meaning they caught us off guard, not yes. that they hit us. Of course not, because we're still alive. And mm -hmm. as a side note, broadcasting universe, if we're not supposed to say Super Bowl, it was about the big game, so please don't cut our podcast off. <laughs> but back to the walkers, we did get really scared at one point uh, when you walk around a corner, there is a like glass enclosure, like a almost like a human aquarium, and there were walkers in there, and they just went right up to the glass, you know, banging on the the glass and scared us pretty badly. So that was cool. <laughs> I agree. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun, you guys and and ladies. So I'm just glad that we were able to attend. It was a really great time, a really wonderful experience. All right, this mid-season premiere, Tamish, let's just dig right in. Tamish had an idea that we each pick two characters and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with their journey on this episode. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Tamish, to uh, share your first character. Okay. It should be of no surprise to everybody who's been following <laughs> us. Of course, I picked Daryl, a.k.a. Norman Reedus, uh, because I am a diehard Daryl Dixon fan. And, of course, Daryl dies. I riot. Woo! So I would have to say that the good for me and Mr. Daryl is the fact that not only is that he's back, but he's talking a lot. A lot. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, you're so excited. It's always great when we can hear Daryl use more than three words. Yes. And that makes sense. So that is absolutely good. And I also, uh, under that good category, is that he has his new companion, dog. 
and it looks like they're going to be really good friends. <laughs> so hey, wait, I, I thought you were going to say Henry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dog. <laughs> and I'm sticking with it. I, um, I'm excited. I'm excited about I'm excited about that. And so maybe that is going to bring out even more of, quote unquote, Daryl Dixon's personality. <laughs> yeah, I think there's hope for that. Yeah, there's. I mean, I definitely see you know character development, you know, already this season with him. So, it's good stuff. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Now, did you want me to continue on? We're going yeah. through three of mine. Yeah. Run right through. What's the bad and the ugly right. with Daryl? So the bad uh, that I see right now, as we're starting in this mid-season with him, is his non-committal again, and him not willing to say that he's going to stay and help. Tara necessarily he he's has to get that push even though he's being told you know that he would be really good at it you know they need him Mm -hmm. you still have that kind of that question mark of you know I like that roaming you know I don't know about that don't put me in that position and we often have seen that throughout his uh career or character development on the walking dead he usually is a follower more so than a leader so that would be my kind of bad with uh, Daryl, um, which I'm used to at this point. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good thing, which is why it's in the bad category. Okay. Um, and then my ugly for uh, Mr. Daryl would be finding out about uh, the whispers and finding out uh, that there's more than his little... Uh, finding out there's more out there than the individual that he caught Um, And the reason I'm hesitant about saying the name is because I have to let you all know that uh, when I first saw that name and when she came up and they had uh, taken her into the prison, at first, when I looked at the name, I promise you, I thought that they were saying um, (laughs) Lysol. (laughs) (laughs) And for at least 30 seconds, I had to, I had to sit there and say, did they really call her Lysol? And I said, because I saw the name and I said, because I had the, uh, what is it? The captioning up. That's what it's called. The captioning up. And I said, I thought that said Lydia, but I swear he said Lysol. So anyway, my ugly is him finding out that Lydia, uh, has more people in her group and that he, um, is going to have to figure out another way to fight. And I think that it's going to be really hard. I think it's going to be a good journey for him, but that's my ugly. Okay. Now, had you not uh, been using the subtitles, we would not have known her name, right? I mean, we may have known. No, we wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. That's why I thought I was like, Lysol? Yeah. All the names. So, to me, she's not trying to spoil anything. I, I knew some stuff from the comics, but she doesn't really... You know, know a lot, or you know, she, yeah, she doesn't look into that. So, nope. um, so that you know, it was on the screen apparently as subtitles, even though she would not tell Daryl her name. So, all right, that's that's some good stuff. All right, my first character of two, I picked Negan. Of course, we have to talk about him. Um, the good um, is that you know, just his general demeanor seems nice. He's not being super smart aleck they're suggesting that he's turned some type of leaf um he did come back he went out on his journey throughout the episode but he did return now how that's going to work out i have no earthly idea i I can't wrap my head around 
how he's going to be able to come back in and join the group um, or do anything other than be put in the cell again. So I, I can't I can't really wrap my head around that. Um, but the fact that he did come back um, was a good thing. The uh, bad, I mean, it, it, this is, seems kind of petty, but it kind of frustrated me that he was walking around in the night and then in the early morning undetected, you know, going through the garden. I'm like, how don't they have people on patrol? How is this happening? And I made a couple of comments, you know, as I was watching with my family and they're like, just watch the show, you know, and I really wasn't trying to nitpick. It just wasn't making sense in my mind. And I've decided that maybe I need to just kind of approach the show, even though I don't really know the comics that well, maybe I need to approach it more as a comic, you know, so that everything doesn't have to be super realistic in my mind, you know, just enjoy it more than, you know, try to make sure everything makes sense. But um, the ugly uh, those dogs getting killed. I, you're going to laugh at me, Tamish. I, I feel it coming. Probably get a lot of heat about this, but I had to cover my ears when the when the walker got the dogs. So, you assume the walker got the dog. He well, might have got bit and run off. The walker? Well, the subtitles... The even, even though I covered my ears, the subtitles did say, dogs whimpering yeah then dogs stop so why would they whimper if because they got they, bit now i didn't say that they get bit now they got oh, bit. And then, okay. so you got so think about that they got bit and then i'm not going to stay around where i got bit at because it was one dog for, at first with one walker and then the other dogs heard him they might have come to try to rescue him who knows maybe they did. We i don't not know if someone's dead until we see them yeah, I don't think we're ever going to know about the dogs. I didn't watch The Talking Dead to see if it was the in memoriam. But, uh, yeah, I just, I can't deal with animal stuff uh, on uh, they TV and movies. They did not put the dogs on in memoriam. <laughs> they did not. They did not? <laughs> no. You never know. Well, then maybe that gives me some hope then. Who knows? Um, so, uh, who do you have next? <laughs> Or unless you want to say something about Negan. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him, you know, kind of go through and check things out. Kind of his, it was just sort of a, almost like a little walkabout or something. Going and checking out his old place. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of dialogue. And I didn't really need the dialogue. You know, unless he was talking to, what was it? Big Richie, the walker. Um, I did think it was funny when the walker fell on his bag and messed up his food mm. and... So, um, yeah, I did recognize that clearing right away that where he had, you know, had everyone lined up. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't either. I actually didn't recognize it until after they said something. Yeah. Oh, no, the talking day. I, I didn't. I didn't at all. So, and I did particularly, I guess with the good, I didn't share that um, I did really enjoy his conversations with Judith. Again, yeah, it may not seem super realistic, but it was kind of fun their banter i just i like seeing the two of them on screen together and so um, um i i will say that i i knew he was going to return to his cell i knew this was going to be too much for him so i did i had predicted that and sure enough he went yeah. so and, and this is assuming he makes it back into that cell so yeah or back into the walls period yes. yeah 
Yes. So, so I, I did, I did think that. So, cause I knew the world was just a little too much for him. Mm. He's been uh, gone for a while. Not ready. Not ready. No, he's not. And I, when I saw him going through all the stuff he had to go through, it was like, he was right at the beginning of the apocalypse again. Mm-hmm. He was not that guy in the leather coat killing people with Lucille. Yeah. So, yeah, he has been stripped away. But I still, Negan still, people still not going to forgive him. Because I'm just, you know, just think about it. <laughs> Season mm-hmm. seven. Well, with, <laughs> with our favorite people gone. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, so my next person is going to be um, Judith. That's the next person I chose. Okay. And um, for me, the good was that she let Negan go. I didn't look at that as a as a bad thing. I, okay. I think that it kept her uh, as much as a child can be in the apocalypse, but it just it showed me that there was still a little bit of humanity and a little bit of her brother uh, still left in her. So okay. um, the bad, she let Negan go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're cheating. <laughs> huh? I think you're cheating. Oh, oh, oh. The bad is that she let Negan go, which also says to me um, that I need her to man up a little bit. This is the apocalypse, which I know directly contradicts what I just said. But this is the apocalypse. You can't just be let, letting every little Willie Negan go. No, Willie Negan. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> so I was I was a little upset that he talked his way out of that. I was I was upset that he talked his way out of letting uh, Judas let him go, um, and then the ugly was that she did not kill him when she had the chance. When she shot him and he fell off the bike, I was real ugly because I was like, "Nope, this is when you go pow, pow and you take him out." But she didn't, and I think she missed on purpose. Judas is too much of a crack shot. To oh, it's a pretty <laughs> good shot from her distance, actually just knocking him off the bike. I thought that was a very good shot. And she never promised that she would kill him if she saw him again. No, she no, she she didn't. But she it was ugly. Shoot. Right. It was ugly that she didn't take him out. Okay. Okay. How about that? So that was that that was my good, my bad, and my ugly on Miss Judith. Okay. All right. My second character is the whisperer that they captured on the bridge that we know the subtitles says her name is Lydia um the good I just I thought her acting I was really impressed I mean just the whether she really was afraid of Daryl or whether she was putting on some sort of act I think we're not sure what she's doing she's obviously lying about some stuff but whether it was a put on or whether it was genuine I thought she did a really good job portraying those emotions and I just really liked that scene on the bridge um I've been to that bridge it's really beautiful and it's very very old and it's down it's not far from the real Woodbury Georgia there is a town of a real town of Woodbury Georgia and it's not it's just outside of there and you can go and visit it's been used in some some movies I think as well but I just I, I, I'm having fun now watching them encounter walkers slash whispers because I am still learning to detect, you know, which, you know, which variety they are, so to speak, original recipe or not. And it's it's fun watching what looks like a walker 
pull out a knife or respond in a different way. It just adds this whole new dimension um, and interest for me to, to the walker. So I really like that scene. I thought her acting was good. The bad is, um, you know, she does not lie very well. Um, so we know that it, it's obvious that she's not telling the truth. So I guess I'm saying it's bad is because we're not really getting good information from her. We can tell, I know that it's, it's intentional, but we can tell that she's lying and, and not really giving the full picture. So the fact that our, our group of survivors that, you know, that we claim um, is dealing with this threat and they're not able to get, you know, good information from her. Um, the ugly is I wonder if I have this, my family has a couple theories. I have a, another theory that maybe she's trying to trick or use Henry, you know, like manipulate him. So mm -hmm. that, that, yeah, I think that's, you know, a possibility. And I don't like that. Like he's already gotten in trouble. I, I need Henry to get on his feet and contribute and not keep getting into trouble or <laughs> being brought into trouble. So this is not a good freshman year for Henry so far. So, um, so that would be my ugly with that. Now, with that said, I, I mean, maybe we should save it for predictions, but uh, okay, I will save it. There's another theory in my family about who's manipulating who. So I'll just leave it at that. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the way to leave it. You can always tell a whisperer from a walker, shoot him in the leg. Well, yeah, you can find out, but I mean, at first glance that just visually. Oh yeah, no, right. I'm giving, I was giving our listeners some advice. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, Should they encounter a whisperer? Yes. That's how yes, you can tell. Yes. If you ever encounter a walker and not sure if they're a whisperer, shoot them in the leg. Guaranteed. That'll help you. <laughs> that will that will give you some insight. So since we were talking about this particular whisperer, um, what are your thoughts basically on this, this new group? I think that they're going to be a new force to be reckoned with. I think that it is absolutely disgusting if you really <laughs> think about how they come up with those faces. I mean, I know they let them dry and curate them, but I mean, you got to clean out all that mess and then you put it on your face and sew it up. Ooh! <laughs> but I will be interested to see what really drives them. Like, yeah. you know, what in your mind are you, is that making you do all of this? Are we going to get backstories on them? Right. I hope so. Yeah. And I, um, I will be interested to see if the young lady that was captured, who we now know as Lydia, uh, is, does this all the time, gets captured, finds out what the communities oh, are. And then. Yeah. And it's just my theory. And then, uh -huh. you know, and then they attack. Right. No, that's very clever. Okay. All right. Go. Well, I, I too am very curious about what motivates them. But I think the thing that's most present in my mind right now, the questions are about really about logistics. How do they operate? Like, for instance, when they get separated, how do they communicate or can they somehow send signals do they have people watching 
looking for them, you know, just just the logistics, really. How do they how do they communicate with one another? How do they determine what their area is that people can't enter? And, you know, do they have, you know, long time ago, our group had the three questions. Do they have some sort of code, you know, that they use for what's acceptable and, and what's not? So I'm real anxious to just to learn how they work. Me too. You and me both. Ooh. So. Now, there were some kind of funny moments. You know, there always there's a there's a bit of that in the, the Walking Dead here and there. Was there anything that jumped out at you that made you chuckle this week? That made me chuckle? Probably it would be the whole um, <laughs> Negan trying to find his footing. That was pretty funny to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's pretty funny. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down was just <laughs> Negan getting trapped by the dogs. I found that again. I may not have liked how that may have ended, but uh, I just was amused when he was caught, you know, stuck up there, um, up high on that, whatever that was, cabinet or something, you know, that they were chasing him. I just thought it was amusing. I, so. I would have to agree with you on that one. Um, but I know, and, and I, I was going to say also it was amusing him. And as you mentioned before, the banter between him and Judith. Yes, definitely. That yeah. Me. That's actually really funny. And then I forget how Michonne said it, but when they were talking to the captured whisperer, she's like, you better tell me, you know, the truth or you won't need to do this. And you won't need to pretend, I think, or something like that, you know, like pretend to be a walker. You're going to be a walker because I'm going to kill you and let you turn. So. Ooh. But you also have to think it was a little bit funny when Daryl told Henry he was staying in that prison one more day. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, that, that ex- one yeah. more day in there. <laughs> Henry was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good exchange, you know, because Henry's like, "Oh yeah, Daryl's my bud. He's my mom's best friend. You know, things are all good." And he's like, "Uh, no, <laughs> you're going back so. in." <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about predictions. I'll go ahead and share what um, my husband was saying. He wondered. I didn't see it this way, but he he wondered if possibly. Daryl and Henry could have been doing like a good cop, bad cop thing to like Daryl's the bad cop and letting Henry, you know, seem like he kind of called Daryl off of Lydia, you know, and sort of like was protective of her so that it would build some type of trust with Henry. And then maybe he could get information out of Lydia. I mean, it's another, another possibility to explore. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious if it, could go that route as well but i i personally think it's more about her manipulating them and her manipulating henry to to keep helping her i agree with that one so yes i would have to agree with you on that one because i like that i like that prediction and with rosita and the new information with her pregnancy my son you know immediately said well she's probably going to die because that would be really sad and so on and yeah that's probably like a you know a red flag for for her survival but um so eugene was telling her how scared she was he was that she maybe didn't make it back you know and he started professing even more his you know love for her so whether she's at risk of death or just some truly truly dire circumstance I'm kind of wondering, it's hard to wrap my head around, 
but I'm kind of wondering if at some point on her deathbed or something, she might actually profess her love for Eugene. Call me crazy, but, you know, she's been like, could she possibly have been denying it all this time? Could she possibly think of him as more than whatever we think she thinks of him as? <laughs> I, I think I think that there is a possibility there, but I, one of my predictions is that it's going, uh, Eugene is going to crack. And okay. he's either going to leave uh-huh. because he's hurt so bad or he's going to uh, wreak havoc where he's going to try to harm someone. Okay. Okay. Because he's so hurt now that he knows. Oh, okay. Like he's always been so rational, logical, you know, statistical, quantitative. But you think this could maybe, being emotional could kind of push him over the edge, you're saying? Exactly. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. So okay. we'll be interested to see how that goes. All right. Did you have any other predictions or should we move on to our feedback? Um, I think my only last prediction is that when it comes down to trying to uh, fight the uh, whispers, I think that um, I think that uh, Judas, Michonne and Daryl and maybe even Carol I think that uh, they're going to wind up have, getting pinned somewhere and someone's going to wind up getting hurt. I didn't say die. I just said hurt. Okay. That's the prediction. And I guess we should make a prediction about Alden and Luke out there in the woods. I mean, that's the big cliffhanger. They're trapped out there now, in the why, woods. Are we making and- a prediction of that? <laughs> what happens in the apocalypse, my friend? Okay. But, okay. What's your prediction, Tracy? Uh, just based on some of the trailers footage we've seen, I'm guessing that that I don't think they're going to kill them right then and there. I think they're going to say, take me to your community, you know? And, uh, so I'm, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll survive, but I, I think they probably will survive that they'll just use them as some sort of hostages, you know, bargaining chip, but basically they want them to lead them to, Alexandria and, and maybe they've already figured out that it's that group that took Lydia so okay. what, what do you think I think that I think that one of them does need to die okay. I, I think I definitely uh, think that and I think that it is a great indication that I think it is a great theory that they already know where Alexandria is because I think that like you said from the previews they have a scout so I okay. think that the no one technically lost sight of Lydia. Okay. 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 Completely. Okay. All right. We'll have to wait and see. We didn't get a chance to talk much about um, our, except for Luke, we just mentioned, we didn't get to talk much about our new group, but it sounds like they are contributing the, the new members that Judith brought in. So we did get a little bit of feedback uh, from Melissa and from Sharon Melissa is curious, do, she wants to know, do we think that we've learned all that there was from the time jump? Um, I don't think so. I think we, we still have to figure out those X's on Daryl and Michonne's back. And I, honestly, I just think they could milk that those six years for, for a long time for content for the show. Um, you know, flashbacks and, you know, ex, yeah, I just think they can do a lot with that. Do you you think there's more to learn, Tamish? Absolutely, Tracy. I do. I think that we also have to figure out about um, Michonne and Rick's baby. 
Yeah, when are we going to see him again? So that would be, I agree. I want to know about the exes. I want to know how long Maggie is going to stay with Georgie. Uh-huh. Okay? And yeah. then, now that Jesus is gone, Jesus is gone, now that we have new leaders, how is that going to fare out? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, we haven't learned all we need to know in the time jump. And from what we learned last, our Sunday, excuse me, hearing Daryl and Michonne talk, something went on between those two. That was very right. deep. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, need to know what that is. We do, we do. Well, Melissa also hopes that Negan's not going back to just spend time in the cell again. And uh, but she said if he is going to be in a cell, she wants him to be in the cell next to Lydia's because he could most certainly get some information out of her. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm with you, Melissa, too. I, I don't I mean, we've got to have a different journey for Negan now. I can't, you know, just keep going with the same thing. Um, and Sharon, she wants to know how's Negan going to rebuild his empire and what will Judith's explanation to Michonne be if she ever finds out that she did knew that he was out and, and, you know, let him leave Alexandria. Now I think the first part of that question though, is Negan going to rebuild his empire? Is that, what is his goal? What do you think his, what do you think he wants out of life now to me? I don't profess to know anything about Negan other than (laughs) to get his butt back in that jail cell. And I think that uh, Negan, uh, Negan, I think that Judith is going to ultimately tell Michonne. Because Judith seems like she has that kind of mouth. And it's like, look, but I brought him back, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Judith would say something like that to her mom. So, Okay, okay. That's a good point. Yeah, I I think Negan wants something different. I think his whole journey, you know, going back to the sanctuary and he was at the clearing and, you know, revisiting his past. I think he doesn't want to do that again, but I don't think he necessarily knows what he wants either. I think he wants something different, but not sure what that uh, could possibly be. And yeah, I think you're right. I think Michonne will find out from Judith as well some way. I mean, they, yeah. I do. And and let us not all forget how evil this man was. He does not need to be, I don't care if he does change his ways. He yeah. needs to pay for all the stuff he did. So. It raises a lot of questions. But the, the one thing about Judith and explaining to Michonne, I guess, how would she explain it? She's pretty straight up. You know, she pretty much sticks by her word. She told Negan, if I see you again, I'm going to shoot you. Um, you know, she she doesn't, she didn't try to make up an excuse for why she brought Yumiko and Magna and all those folks in. She said, I, it was me. She didn't let Aaron take the fall for it. She said, it was me. I think they need to be here. Here's what dad would want and so on. So I think, you know, I don't think she's going to try to weasel out of anything. If it does come up, she's just going to be straight up about it. Is my, I agree. So Okay, I like that. I like I like that theory, Tracy. Hmm. So, next episode, next Sunday, we've got seven more to go <laughs> for season nine. The countdown begins. The countdown begins. So, yeah, I know we didn't get to talk about everything, but you know, send us some feedback. Tell us some other storylines that. Uh, you were particularly interested in. Um, tell us if we got anything wrong. 
uh, or just say hello. So you can find us on Twitter um, at Tamish Tracy, T-A-M-E-C-H-E-T-R-A-C-E-Y. And uh, just check in with us and we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. Have Bye, a everyone. Fun. And remember, if you want to know if it's a whisper, shoot it in the leg. Shoot it in the leg. Happy Valentine's Day. Ooh, happy walking day. Valentine's Day. There you go. All right. Good night.